This episode of the God Chaser podcast is proudly sponsored by God Chaser Apparel, the clothing line designed to empower and inspire your spiritual journey. Are you a God Chaser at heart? Do you want to share your passion for pursuing God with the world? God Chaser Apparel has got you covered, literally. With a wide range of stylish, high-quality clothing and accessories, you can wear your faith proudly and spark conversations about your pursuit of God's presence. From bold statement tees to cozy hoodies, sleek hats, and much more, God Chaser Apparel has something for everyone. Plus, every purchase supports our mission to inspire and encourage fellow believers on their journey toward a deeper relationship with Christ. Visit GodChaser.Faith today to explore our collection and find the perfect piece to express your passion for God. God Chaser Apparel, where faith meets fashion and the pursuit of God's presence becomes a lifestyle. Don't miss out. Head to GodChaser.Faith now and start wearing your faith boldly. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast, the ultimate destination for those yearning to cultivate a passionate, intimate relationship with God. Join your host, Evan Evans, as he explores the depths of Scripture, shares inspiring testimonies, and provides practical guidance to help you become a true God Chaser. Discover the transformative power of pursuing God's presence and be inspired to reignite your spiritual journey. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and get ready to embark on an adventure that will change your life forever. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. Let the chase begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the God Chaser Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Evans. Today we're going to dive into a topic that is incredibly close to my heart. The commandment of love. Love, it's a word that we throw around often. We say it to family, friends. We even say it about our favorite foods. But when we're talking about love in the context of our faith, it takes on a much deeper, more profound meaning. Jesus once said, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. These words were not a mere suggestion. They were a commandment, an instruction that he expected us to follow. But what is love really? How are we supposed to show it, live in it? These are the questions we're going to unpack today. Because you see, to understand love, we must first understand God. In 1 John 4, 8, it said, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. So if we're to love, we must first know God. So let's dive a little deeper here. When we talk about love, we often think of it as a feeling, an emotion. And while that's part of it, biblical love is so much more. Let's take a closer look at the Greek language from which the New Testament was translated. It has several words for love, but the one used most frequently in the context of God's love is agape. This is a selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love. It's the kind of love God has for us, and it's the kind of love we are called to have for one another. This is a love that goes beyond feelings. It's a choice, an act of the will. It's choosing to love even when the person doesn't deserve it, even when it's difficult. It's the kind of love that led Jesus to the cross for us while we were still sinners. Now, if we look at 1 Corinthians 13, often referred to as the love chapter, we get a detailed description of what this love looks like in practice. It's patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others or seek its own way. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. 
These are not just abstract concepts, but practical actions that we can take to live out love in our daily lives. It's about how we treat people, how we respond to situations, how we handle conflict, how we make decisions. Love is meant to permeate every aspect of our lives. But here's the kicker. We can't manufacture this love on our own. It's a fruit of the Spirit, as listed in Galatians 5.22. When we accept Christ, the Holy Spirit takes residence in our hearts and starts to produce this fruit in our lives, including this supernatural agape love. The more we yield to the Spirit, the more we allow Him to transform us, the more this love will flow from us. It's not about striving or trying harder, but about surrendering more, about letting God's Spirit work in us and through us. So to love as we're called to love, we need to be connected to the source of love, God Himself. The more we know Him, the more we spend time in His presence. In His Word, the more His love will fill us and overflow to those around us. That's why Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Because when we love God fully, His love fills us and enables us to fulfill the second greatest commandment, to love our neighbor as ourselves. So let's talk about unconditional love. It's a concept that can be hard to grasp. The world we live in often conditions us to love others based on what they can do for us, how they make us feel, or whether they're on our side. But God's love is different. It's unchanging, unwavering. It doesn't depend on our performance or our status. It's simply there, a constant presence that never fails. Unconditional love. Just let that phrase sink in for a moment. Unconditional. Without conditions. It's a love that is not based on our actions, our behaviors, or our merits. This kind of love is relentless. It's consistent, and it's enduring. In our human relationships, love is often transactional. We love because of what we receive in return, be it affection, respect, or companionship. We're used to a world that says, I'll love you if, or I'll love you when, but God's love doesn't work like that. God's love says, I love you, period. There's no if, no when, no because. It's a steadfast love that isn't shaken by our mistakes or our failures. It's a love that saw us in our worst state, in our sin and rebellion, and still said, I choose you. You see, God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still lost, still broken, still far from him, he made the ultimate sacrifice out of love for us. Now, I want you to take this personally. This isn't some abstract concept. This isn't just about humanity in general. This is about you. God loves you unconditionally. Maybe you've made mistakes. Maybe you've messed up big time. Maybe you've run far from God. Maybe you think you're unworthy of love. But hear this. God's love for you doesn't change. He doesn't love a future cleaned up version of you. He loves you right here, right now, just as you are. God's love is not a reward for good behavior. It's not something we earn or deserve. It's a gift freely given, and it's given to you. Yes, you listening right now, you are loved by God with an everlasting, unchanging, unconditional love. And what's more, God doesn't just love you. He likes you. He delights in you. He rejoices over you with singing. You bring joy to his heart, not because of what you do, but simply because you are his. So how do we respond to such love? We receive it. We embrace it. We let it fill us and transform us. We let it drive out fear, insecurity, and shame. We let it shape our identity, our value, our purpose. And then we love others with that same unconditional love. Not because it's easy, not because they deserve it, but because we have been loved much, and so we love much in return. It's a tall order, but with God in us, it's not only possible, it's our calling. I hear you. 
Maybe you're thinking, Evan, you don't know my story. You don't know the wounds I carry, the bitterness I feel. I can't possibly love like that. And I get it. I really do. In our own strength, it seems impossible. But here's the beautiful truth. We're not expected to do it in our own strength. You see, when we accept Jesus into our lives, it's not just a ticket to heaven. It's not just a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's a complete and total transformation. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, the Apostle Paul tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. You become a new creation in Christ. The old you, with all your sins, your failures, your weaknesses, that old self is crucified with Christ. Now, this isn't just a metaphor. It's a spiritual reality. When you accept Jesus, His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, comes to dwell in you. And this Spirit is not weak or frail. It's the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. This Spirit gives you power, power to overcome sin, power to overcome bitterness, power to love as God loves. So, if you're sitting there thinking, I can't do this. You're right. You can't. Not on your own. But the good news is you're not on your own. You have the Spirit of the living God in you. And let me tell you, friend, this is not about trying harder. It's not about gritting your teeth and forcing yourself to love. It's about surrendering to the Spirit, allowing Him to work in you, to change you, to make you more like Christ. I want you to imagine this. Every hurt you've suffered, every wrong done to you, every piece of baggage you carry, lay it down at the foot of the cross. And then imagine God's love pouring into you, filling you, healing you. Imagine that love overflowing to those around you, even those who've hurt you. This isn't a fantasy. This is the reality that God invites us into, a reality where we are not defined by our past, but by God's love. A reality where we don't love from our own limited resources, but from the limitless wellspring of God's love. His is the life of a new creation. This is the life that God invites you into. And it all starts with saying yes to Jesus, yes to his love, yes to his transformation, yes to his spirit living in you. So friend, let me ask you this. Are you ready to step into this new life? Are you ready to let go of the old and embrace the new? Are you ready to love and be loved as never before? Because God is ready and he's waiting for you with open arms. Now, this doesn't mean it's always easy. Loving people, especially those who hurt or abuse us, can be one of the hardest things we're called to do. But the Bible tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. It's not a suggestion, but a command. So how do we love unconditionally those who are difficult to love? It starts with prayer. Pray for the strength to love when it's hard. Pray for the wisdom to know what love looks like in different situations. Pray for the grace to forgive when you've been wronged. So we've talked about what love is. We've talked about the source of love. And we've talked about the transformation that allows us to love as God does. But now let's talk about the practical side of things. How do we love those who are difficult to love? You know the ones I'm talking about. Maybe it's that coworker who always rubs you the wrong way. Maybe it's a family member who's caused you pain. Maybe it's a friend who's betrayed your trust. How do we love these people with the unconditional love of God? The first step is prayer. Not just a quick, God, help me love this person, but a deep, sincere prayer for strength, wisdom, and grace. Pray for strength because, let's be honest, it's hard to love those who've hurt us. It's hard to turn the other cheek, to bless those who curse us. But remember, you have the Spirit of God in you, and He gives you strength that goes beyond your own. Pray for wisdom because every situation is different. 
Sometimes loving someone means confronting them in their wrongdoing. Other times it means simply being there for them, offering a listening ear and a comforting presence. Ask God to guide you, to show you how to love each person in the way they need to be loved. And pray for grace. Because to love like God, we need to forgive like God. And that requires a grace that goes beyond human understanding. But again, remember, you're not doing this in your own strength. You have access to the limitless grace of God. Now, this doesn't mean that you allow yourself to be abused or mistreated. Love does not mean enabling harmful behavior. There are times when loving someone means setting boundaries or seeking help. But even in these situations, you can still choose to love them with God's love. As you pray, remember that you're not alone in this. God is with you. He sees your struggle. He knows your pain. And He is there to guide you and strengthen you. In fact, consider this. God has loved those who've hurt Him. He's loved those who've rejected Him, who've mocked Him, who've turned their backs on Him. And yet, He still chose to die for them. He still chose to love them. So as you face the challenge of loving those who are difficult to love, remember the cross. Remember the love that was poured out for you and for them. Let that love fill you, transform you, and empower you to love as Jesus loved. You see, the call to love is not a call to be a doormat. It's a call to be a conduit of God's love. It's a call to show the world a love that is patient, kind, not envious, not boastful, not proud, not rude, not self-seeking, not easily angered, and keeps no record of wrongs. A love that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. This is the love we're called to, and with God's help, it's a love we can live out each and every day. It requires a consistent effort, a constant choice to put aside our own hurt, our own desires, and choose to love. It's not a one-time decision, but a daily practice. And it's not something we do on our own, but with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. Remember, when we struggle, when we fail, we're not alone. God is with us and His love is perfect, even when ours is not. In those moments of struggle, don't be hard on yourself. Instead, turn to God, confess your struggle, and ask for His help. As we draw to a close, I want to leave you with this thought. The more we love, the more we look like Jesus. We are called to transform into His image, and to truly do so, we must embrace the power of His love, a love that chose sacrifice over comfort, service over power, forgiveness over revenge. It's not an easy journey, but it's a worthwhile one. For every step we take towards becoming more like Christ in our capacity to love, we become more of who we were truly created to be. We discover a joy and a peace that the world cannot give nor take away. To love unconditionally is to reflect the heart of our Father in heaven. It's to show the world a glimpse of His character, a taste of His kingdom. And in doing so, we not only bless others, but we ourselves are blessed. For there is a deep fulfillment and joy that comes from living out our purpose in this way. Now, I know it's easier said than done. There will be days when you feel like you don't have the strength to love, especially those who've hurt you. But remember, you're not doing this alone. You're not expected to rely on your own strength. You have the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Helper right there with you. On those tough days, lean into God's grace. Ask Him for strength. Ask Him to help you see people through His eyes. Because when we start seeing people as God sees them, our perspective changes. We see beyond their faults and failures, and we see their value as God's creation. In closing, I want to challenge you this week to choose love. Choose to love the unlovable. Choose to love those who've hurt you. Choose to love not because they deserve it, but because God loves them. And in doing so, 
you'll be taking another step towards becoming the image of Christ. I know it's a tall order, and I'll be right there with you, trying, failing, and trying again. But remember, we are not called to be perfect, just faithful. So let's be faithful in our pursuit of love and trust God to do the rest. Thank you for joining me on this journey today. I pray that this conversation has stirred your heart and sparked a desire to love as Jesus loved us. Thank you for joining me on this journey today. I pray that this conversation has stirred your heart and sparked a desire to love as Jesus loved us. Remember, God is love. And when we love, we are truly his children. Until next time, may God fill you with his love, grace, and peace. This is Evan Evans signing off. Stay blessed and keep chasing after God. Seeking after God is not a one-time event, but a lifelong journey. So continue to press in, chase after his heart, and allow his love and grace to transform you from the inside out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leaving us a review, or sharing it with a friend. would love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Until next time, keep chasing after God. And may his peace and presence be with you always.